You're listening to She is Courageous, a podcast designed to help you step out in boldness, pursue your calling, and grow in faith so that you can be an authentic follower of Jesus. Hosted by Rachel Rupert. Well, hello, and I know I'm a little late, but welcome to 2022. This is my first podcast of the year, and I have a lot to catch you up on and a lot to share about this podcast and my vision for this new year. If you've been following along, you've seen the trend and the tone of topics that I've been covering over the last few months. And even though I really have enjoyed talking about church issues and stuff like that, I wanted to go into this year with an open mind and really think about where do I want this podcast to go? I don't know. I just felt like the Lord's been leading me in a different direction. And I want to share that today, kind of get started in that area. While I'm having this fresh start for the year, I wanted to talk about what my core pillars of this podcast and even my website is about. So I'm going to go over that real quick. I have three pillars that I feel like are foundational to what I do. The first one is talking about church culture because how church culture is, and I'm not referring to one church, I'm referring to the entire body of believers. Our culture matters because it shows who we are and what we believe, and it's a reflection of God. A lot of times, as I've covered, that's really not always a great representation. So church culture is very important to me. I would love to see revival in this area where believers are doing a great job of being the church, of having a culture that is truthfully submitted to the Holy Spirit, submitted to God. The next one that's super important to me and goes hand in hand with this is representing Jesus. Because if we're not representing Jesus the right way, then we're not really being great Christians, right? That's why in my tagline I say, so that you can be an authentic follower of Jesus. We're not doing a good job if we're not representing Jesus. So that's a very foundational thing to me. And the last one, and I think that all of this ties in, is spiritual growth. Because the bottom line is that if you want to make a change and um, in the church, in the way that you represent Jesus, that comes down to spiritual growth. It comes down to submitting to God, having a relationship with him, and allowing him to do that work internally so that you can be like Jesus. Those are my pillars. I don't know that I've ever really communicated that, so I thought I would share. Now, back to the topic for today. I want to give you a little backstory to how I came to this topic, and you'll see even in the way that I'm talking, I have some things that I've written out that I want to share, but I also might deviate a little bit because I want to tell you how I got to this conclusion and how I, why I started turning, like if you want to call it the ship, if I'm turning the ship of She is Courageous, it is because of these topics. So I'm going to tell you a little story. I am very passionate about Jesus. I hope that you are too, but I'm sure many of you, or at least I'll, I'll uh, raise my hand here and say I definitely have experienced some pain and trauma when it comes to the church. In my efforts to figure out where I'm at and what I believe, and not it's never been a matter of what I believe about God. Okay, I, I have not wavered in my belief in God, but my faith in the church has been very shaken at times. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm recovered from that, but it's definitely been a part of my story. And so in my efforts to figure all of that out and find the answers, 
I had to kind of step out of the church for a little bit, you know, as far as like, where am I going to go for answers and look to other sources, you know, online, social media, different like websites and whatever. And I've realized something that when you're hurt and you're looking for answers outside the church, sometimes those answers are not really great. I'll be honest. It's hard to really explain this. And, you know, I wish I was sitting down and having a cup of coffee with you and could tell you my story and could tell you how I got to this place and the things that I've seen. And But I've connected with some accounts on social media and I've seen them start with really great intentions. And then it leads down this path that just the more I learn about it, the more I fundamentally disagree with even their attitude. There's a lot of hurt behind some of these accounts and there's a lot of anger because of the way that people have been treated by the church. So I saw that and I was like, whoa, 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 red flags. Like I didn't see these red flags, but now I see them. And um, it made me think about people who like, I'm just going to say this. I'm not trying to position myself in this place of spiritual superiority because I don't believe that at all. But I will say that I've had some training in theology. I've got a degree in it. I was I was educated in this area and I know a lot about doctrine, a lot about the Bible and about faith. I served in a church for many years. So I say this to say as someone who is educated in this area and has had a lot of experience with the Bible and with church, even I was very confused and led astray by some of these accounts. I didn't see it at first, but then the more time I spent looking at it and looking at the doctrine and what they believe, that's when I started to see the red flags. But I noticed that it took me some time, which made me have this growing concern that there are a lot of people who maybe don't look at the doctrine and don't look at this stuff and they're not seeing the red flags, but they're fueled by the same emotion as some of these accounts. And that is where I was kind of like, okay, I see this. I don't really know what to do with it. As I was praying for the podcast and Lord, what do you want me to do for this year? I couldn't help but think about that. Think about these accounts that I've seen and that seem very good, but they're really not biblically sound, if that makes sense. I think that's led me to this point of wanting to take a look at some of the real, if you want to call it a threat or, you know, concerns with the growing influence of social media on Christians. We're all ingrained in social media and we all look at it and I feel like there's so many things going on in Christianity and there's a ton of disagreement and tension. I've talked about this before. And as we see more traditional leaders fall morally or they have controversy, it has kind of exploded this online movement of disgruntled, that's a terrible word, but disgruntled Christians or Christian voices that are crying out for accountability or for change. And I've seen a lot of great movements come out of people voicing their concerns with leadership. And I think absolutely accountability is so important when it comes to church leadership. And that should be called out. Leaders should be trustworthy. They should be held to a higher standard. And there should be overwhelming evidence of the fruit of the Spirit in their lives. 
in this area, I am glad that there is this rise of calling out leadership to be accountable because we see that this is not the case and that there are a lot of problems in the church that have come to light through some of these movements. You know, I feel like I've talked about this a lot, so I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole, but The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, the podcast, is a really great example of just how bad leadership can get and how misled people can be, and especially the, tr- the trauma and the damage that can come from poor leadership. So these social media movements, if you want to call it that, have been great at helping people see these things. But there have been challenges with it. We've become a lot more aware of some of the cracks in the church and in church leadership. And I think that's why deconstructing has become so popular is because as we see these people and institutions make huge, huge mistakes, it makes us question our fundamental beliefs about God. We wonder how people like that, who we trusted and who admired and who said how they heard God and they were representing him, how they could be so far from the image we believe them to be. And then we wonder how far back this illusion goes. If this awesome leader can be so fake and can hide so much, what does that say about God and who God is? Trauma has become almost normal in Christianity. I hear that word all the time, and it's not just trauma. It always goes with the word church, church trauma. Spiritual abuse is so traumatic, and being manipulated by leaders is traumatic too. It shouldn't be invalidated by any means. But what I'm finding is that it's important in these moments to not let our hurt become blinding to us. How do we work through these traumas while not rejecting important foundational aspects of our faith. Like I said, I've seen a lot of accounts that are very passionate about Jesus and that profess Christianity. But a lot of times their trauma and personal experience causes them to essentially throw the baby out with the bathwater in terms of their beliefs. I'm going to generalize here and I'm going to identify this group that I'm speaking of as progressive Christians though I feel like that term is kind of an extreme generalization for what I've seen. But I'm going to give you an example. This is a topic that I will be so clear and honest with you. I don't have a good answer for this, okay? But it's a, it's a topic that's challenging, and I think all of us wrestle with it. Homosexuality and the LGBTQ movement is a really big issue in Christian circles. And there's this big divide between traditional Christians, which are very, very opposed to any expression of homosexuality, and even acceptance of people who identify as this or anything other than their born gender expression. I even remember when I was on a church staff that this was an issue and we would have to talk through what we would do or how someone should be allowed to be in church when they had openly identified as gay. I feel like I can say this for a lot of people that it feels rejecting to separate this group of people. It doesn't feel like it models Christ to reject a person 
when we see so many examples of Jesus choosing to associate himself with people that the religious felt were unworthy or sinful. But then there's also the tension of, well, the Bible says this, and they're doing this. So it's one of those hard topics where Christians don't really know how to deal with this issue, but let's be, let's be real. A lot of times they haven't dealt with it in the best way. We haven't figured out how to deal with the hard topics in the best way. Then on the flip side, we have this super progressive Christian view that not only have we dealt with it wrong, but we completely interpreted scripture wrong. Or to even walk it back more, that scripture itself doesn't hold the authority and the inerrancy that we all once claimed it did. And that is something I am seeing more and more as I research some of these hard topics. Now, I personally have a really hard time figuring out, you know, on this spectrum of Christianity, where I identify, if I have to say where I identify, you know, it's... Part of it is, I think, the struggle that the far-right conservative group is very wrapped up in the political pieces, but I have a ton of concerns about the more liberal, progressive Christianity. I have a problem when it feels like we're using scripture when it's convenient and comfortable for us, or it agrees with us, but then discarding parts that don't fit what we need. And hear me out, I highly respect people who ask questions about their faith. It's important for us to ask the hard questions. It's important not to be blind to those difficult areas of our faith where we don't have all the answers. It looks so bad and it reflects so much ignorance when a Christian is confronted by a hard question and basically deflects it by shaming or intimidating the person who asked it. And I'll just throw this in there too. I feel like it's those moments when we ask ourselves the hard questions and we wrestle with it, that God shows up and does something. In my own life, I've seen that to be true every time. But I think as we've seen more and more conflicting truths and half-truths in Christianity, it's led me to this place of wanting to dive deep into these questions. As I've prayed about this podcast and the vision for this year, I want to look at these things that have become controversial in our faith because it feels to me like the only people answering the hard questions are the ones who are more progressive and the ones who have decided that the Bible isn't authoritative. And then on the flip side, the more traditional crowd is just very preoccupied with the movement of Christian nationalism. So I'm asking these questions not only for myself, but for a few reasons, for a few groups of people. I want to ask the hard questions and go through hard topics for people who believe in the authority of the Bible, but they really don't know how to answer these hard questions with grace and with truth. And I also want to answer these questions for people who are genuinely conflicted by what they're seeing online and in Christian circles, and you're questioning your beliefs. And I'm not trying to change your mind. I just want you to have a balanced perspective because I feel like we we have these polar opposite groups and they're all tainted with their own bias and beliefs and emotions. I can't answer every question in one podcast episode, but I wanted to share this with you to kind of help you see where I'm starting to move in my direction as it relates to this podcast. In the next few episodes, I'll be talking through some of these harder topics and I won't probably have a solid answer for every single thing, But I want to talk about topics like progressive Christianity, what it is, what their beliefs are, where we can see it in 
our world today. And even the doctrine of hell, I feel like this is something that it's kind of a really hard topic and I've done some research already and wow, it's like a big topic. And then um, one of the other topics I really want to talk about is the authority of the Bible because I have seen so many people and maybe I'm just following the wrong people. I don't know. I like to kind of see conflicting beliefs though because it helps me see what's out there. But I've seen so many people who have kind of removed the inerrancy of the Bible and are now like calling it just like a an old textbook. And, you know, I'll just throw this out there. If there's anything that you are personally confused about or there's a hard topic, um, let me know. Message me on Instagram or, you know, send me a message on my website and I will go ahead and look at some of those topics and see if I can do a little research. I don't, I'm not coming here as this super expert, more just someone who loves Jesus and I want to have to the best of my ability, I want to be able to answer these questions and be grounded and rooted in my faith so that when these challenges come, that I can recognize it. I don't want to be led astray by these people who are very passionate and very vocal, but deep down, they're not holding true to what the Bible says. Christianity has overwhelmingly a poor reputation. I shared a statistic that of the people that were surveyed, nine out of ten thoughts about Christianity were negative. We have set this terrible reputation for ourselves. And I think a lot of that comes from feeling like you have all the answers, but not really understanding how to communicate the truth in love. And Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians, if you have all knowledge, all power, all this and that, but you don't have love, then you have nothing. And it is so important to know the truth, but even more than all of that, it's that we're speaking with love. And I think that we need to revisit some of these topics and find that perspective. So I'm really excited to see where it goes and I hope that you will join me. I hope you'll follow along with me, share your thoughts about it. I wanna keep asking questions. I wanna know where people are coming from and what they believe because I think that there's a lot more confusion than we realize. I want this to be a fun but challenging couple of episodes where we talk about these topics and grow, not just in our faith, but in our knowledge of the word of God and of our faith in general. So that's basically where I wanna go. I know that was kind of long, um, but I'm really excited and I, look forward to diving deeper into some of these topics with you so thank you so much for listening and that is all that i've got for today i hope this is encouraging to you and that it inspires you to continue digging deeper in your relationship with god if you're looking for new tools and resources to help you grow in your faith you're not alone check out my website at sheiscourageous.com If you visit this podcast show notes, I'll link all the studies and research I shared in this episode. In the meantime, would you do me a favor? If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love if you could leave me a review and subscribe so that the next time I post an episode, you get a notification. And if you really enjoyed it, feel free to share it on social media, text it to a friend, or do whatever it is you do to share things. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time.